Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the Cloth Nappy Geek podcast. This episode is a must listen to any expectant parents. I am joined by Angie, the eco midwife, to talk about cloth nappies, cloth sanitary products and cord clamps. Angie, welcome to the podcast. Hello, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Um, it's great to have you with us today. Let's talk by um, let's start by talking about um, cloth nappies. Um, when did you first hear about cloth, and why did you decide to use them on your own daughter? So I'd initially heard about it in my health esteem training. So um, that was a full year. And, and most of my placement in health visiting was in an area where disposable was the normal. Um, but I did a clinic in an area where almost every baby that came in through clinic, um, a slightly more affluent area um, in the location that I am based, um, came in cloth nappies. And I was like, oh, my word, like, this is new. This is different. And it was amazing because it was the mums who was educating me as a health visitor or a student health visitor at the time. And they were telling me that they've never used, you know, nappy creams, which was shocking because every mum who had come into my previous clinics and the other location that I'd been in was using nappy cream after every single nappy change. I was like, wow, like what a difference. Mm. Um, and then um, the other things is actually they were telling me how good it was for the planet as well and how much less waste there was, how much a better carbon footprint there was. And it just made a big difference, really. That's amazing that because um, I often hear about people taking their babies to go get weighed and the health visitors will comment that it's the you know, the only baby they've seen in cloth and stuff. Yeah, it just depended on the geographical location more than anything. So, yeah, it was it was amazing to see, actually. It was a, a big difference. And I think that's what intrigued me into sort of the cloth nappy world. Um, and then it was just one of my colleagues that said it would save me a lot of money um, and that would make motherhood much cheaper in the um, sort of postnatal period. So we transitioned it about eight weeks old um, just because I couldn't get my head around the newborn nappies and what to do yeah. for newborns and I didn't understand muslins or towels or anything I just needed to give myself that eight week break just to get through the breastfeeding early days know that that was established and then transition over and, and since then we haven't used a disposable which is amazing so yeah that's really good and yeah it's nice to have a bit of time to sort of say I'm not going to do it just yet like I need to get my head around everything else first absolutely and just that little bit of a break and just a way of then being able to have a little bit more spaced out between feeds not quite so many nappy changes as well so that, that way you can really get to grips with it which just helped us transition very easily yeah and now you're at the other side you've just potty trained your daughter yeah. how did that go <laughs> Yeah, that was okay, actually. So she's still not night trained, which is fine. I'm, I'm just waiting for her to be ready. Mm. Um, she's still not dry at night, which tells me that it's not the right time to night train her. But in terms of toilet training, it went very quickly, actually. So um, she'd been telling me for months, we did a bit of elimination communication over the years. So that's where you look at your child and then you pick up on their cues that they're ready to have a poo or a wee and then you put them on the toilet. We could never get the hang of wees. That was never a <laughs> but certainly the poos. So so many dirty nappies and it's quite addictive when you get started. You're like, oh my word, you can put on a toilet at four yeah. months old. And so 
I think that probably helped along the way because we've never had a fear of a toilet, which is good. Um, so I think elimination communication made that interest in toilet training for her much easier because actually she was happy to sit on the toilet. We'd just stick her on the toilet before we'd bath her or before we change a nappy. And so she got used to it in that sense. Um, and she was telling me that she was weeing probably at about 18 months old in her nappy, but me as a mum just wasn't ready to toilet train at that stage I thought I've just not got the time or the energy between working and everything else so I delayed it until I had basically a week off in December and um, yeah she was pretty much toilet trained she's had a few accidents here there and everywhere since then but just before her second birthday um, she was pretty much in pants most days um, and we initially started by when we were going out and put nappies on her um, just for the car journey more than anything and then after about a month we stopped having to do that and she's been in pants ever since so um, yeah she's toilet trained really easily I haven't had to do any reward charts or anything it's just been at her own pace and just following her um, and just praising sort of the, the behavior in terms of going to the toilet but yeah I'm, I'm impressed with it all. Yeah, you should be. She's done really well, bless her. Um, so as a midwife, do you see many parents that are interested in cloth or using um, cloth on their newborns? I think it's becoming more popular. So um, we tend not to see it so much in the really early days. So lots of parents choose to use disposables maybe for the first week or the first few days, and that's quite common. I've seen it more in community where sort of parents have got a slightly older newborn, sort of, you know, five to ten days old after the meconium's gone. Mm. and I've seen lots more parents coming in with cloth nappies at a later stage now um, and certainly straight after birth I've had lots of parents coming with like the eco disposables planning on going over to the cloth nappies when they've recovered from their cesarean births or their um, other types of births um, it's becoming more popular which is great and yeah. I think that's a great thing is actually cloth is getting more mainstream, which is brilliant. Um, and we're seeing lots more of that. And that's either because actually parents realise what's in a disposable nappy or because of the um, cost of it. Um, that all makes a big impact, I think. And I think the environmental awareness is becoming a bigger thing as well. I'm seeing more women coming through with cloth sanitary pads, which is really interesting, actually, because we ne I would never would have heard of cloth sanitary pads years ago. No. And I've had a couple of women who have come in with their cloth sanitary towels and been like, wow, that's amazing. I'm, I'm now converted over. But to see it suddenly starting to come through is really amazing to see. And I think it just shows that we're all having a lot more awareness of all the choices that are out there and realising that cloth reusable products aren't as hard as maybe people think or make out, which also I think makes things easier as well. Yeah, I've seen a real surge in cloth sanitary products recently, actually. Um, yeah, definitely the last few months, it just seems to be more awareness and you can even buy stuff in your supermarkets now. Yeah. Which makes a big difference because mm. if you start seeing it in your regular daily shop, you start considering it then. Um, and I think that's the other thing with the cloth nappy side of things is actually seeing more cloth nappies out in the wider market. It makes parents start to consider what the choices are to them. Um, and the problem with cloth nappies is they're just not advertised. Like you don't see, you know, um, like a blueberry advert on the TV the same way that you do, say, Huggies or Pampers, for example. Yeah. So parents just automatically assume that because you know you just have disposable nappies that's your choice and it's not until you get given the choice and you start thinking about the benefits of cloth or the benefits of reusable nappies that you start then thinking oh actually this really is a choice that I can make let's have a look into this a bit more let's break down all the choices and options available to me 
and it just takes that one nappy you know we see it in the Aldi baby event that comes out you know with certain brands and you just start thinking actually that's becoming more mainstream and it's making it at the forefront of parents minds is to thinking about um you know of having cloth nappies really yeah um let's go back to you mentioned meconium poo um can you cloth right from birth and how does that affect your nappies Yes, you absolutely can do. Um, it's just being aware that meconium is the sort of tarry first poo that a baby has. It's really thick in consistency, so it can be slightly challenging to get them off. However, I will say reusable wipes are miracle workers on um, meconium poo. So <laughs> meconium poo tends to take about half a packet of disposable wipes. <laughs> you just have to keep wiping and wiping. It's like taking off marmite off of a bottom. It's not great. Whereas actually reusable cloths, because they've got that texture, they take the meconium off so much easier. Um, and actually you can do it in like one wipe and then just put it into the wash. Just stick it straight in the wash. It's not a problem at all. Um, it's just off-putting for some parents um in general just because it's sick tarry they don't necessarily know what to expect so um yes you can cloth straight from the word go it's not a problem whatsoever just stick them all in the washes you would do at 60 degrees and um with any sort of newborn and take it from there really yeah thank you that's good to know um so one thing I've been looking into if I have another baby is cord ties. Um, so I guess it's one less piece of plastic in the world, although it's quite a small piece. Um, but I hear that some midwives are reluctant to use them due to hygiene concerns. What do you know about cord ties? Are they hygienic? Do they need to be prepared in any way? So cord ties... Um... The, the biggest problem with cord ties as a midwife is making sure that it's tight enough more than anything. So what we tend to find is that some midwives put a plastic cord clamp on. And the other thing you've got to think about is our delivery packs, depending on where you have your baby, depending on whether they use delivery packs or not. They have everything in all ready to go. So either way, that pack's been open, that cord clamp is ready to use. But what some parents will do is trim it so we can cut the cord slightly longer with the cord clamp, give it an hour for the blood to clot within the um, cord itself. And then what will happen is the parents will then put the cord tie on. But it has to be really, really tight to make sure that there's no sort of loss of blood coming back through the cord, which it shouldn't do if it's been clamped and um, stop pulsating for a good sort of half an hour to an hour. So you shouldn't have any sort of... Um, blood loss coming out of that cord once it's been properly clamped down the only problem with cord ties that we have as midwives is whether or not they can be kept clean now wool is a very hygienic material and we're very aware of that but one of the risks of a cord tie is infection as with any cord clamp you know mm. any sort of umbilical area there's a chance of infection so it's making sure that with a cord tie it's kept really really clean so kept outside of the nappy at all times whether you're using re reusable or disposable um so that that way you haven't got that um transition of like uh, poo or um we going onto that cord tie itself um it certainly can save plastic if your unit aren't using delivery packs that are pre-made because actually you've got to open it separately and use that separately. So you could go straight for the core tie, but it just needs to be on really securely. And it might be that actually you can use the um, metal core clamps for a, for a good sort of half an hour or so just as an extra line of, um, of making the 
uh, blood in the cord clot for a bit longer and then you can just take that metal one off that the midwife will be using anyway with cutting the cord i think the other thing you've got to think about is lotus births as well with that so where the placenta stays attached for a lot longer so if you delivered the placenta all in one and kept the cord attached for quite some time when you're ready if you want to continue having that placenta attached until it falls off naturally that's fine but you could just tie it off at a later stage after maybe you've done your first feed and then you've not had to actually interrupt any of that until you've put the cord tie on so that's another way of doing it is actually delivering the placenta as a whole and then putting your cord tie on afterwards so lots of different options lots of different ways but it just needs to be kept really super clean and kept outside the nappy at all times Okay, yeah, that's useful. Thank you. Do you think it's more comfortable for the baby to have a cord tie? Because those plastic clips look so big on those tiny bodies. I do. And I think it doesn't rub as much. And I think that's the other thing. Sometimes you get some babies with plastic cord ties, especially if they're really close to the umbilical area. So uh, next to the tummy button is you can just see that plastic rubbing and make it red and raw. You almost then need to put the nappy underneath it to sort of um, prevent the friction from it yeah. whereas I think with the cord tie the benefit is it is more comfortable it's soft it's wool it's yeah I think it's a nicer thing to put on the baby okay but perhaps not going to save any plastic <laughs> depending on what your trust does yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so since you've potty trained your daughter you've now become an ambassador for the period lady which is like a sub company of the nappy lady um, when did you first become aware of reusable period wear yourself? Um, so that was probably my first periods actually after my daughter. So um, breastfeeding delayed my periods coming back until I was about 11, 12 months down the line, um, which is about the average time that periods will return with breastfeeding but it does vary per woman. Um, and it was at that stage because we'd been using cloth nappies for about eight, nine months at this stage. I looked into sort of what was the options available to me. And I thought all this plastic suddenly going in my sanitary wear. My um, colleagues had been trying to persuade me pre having my daughter to go over to menstrual cups. So a lot of midwives use menstrual cups where I worked and constantly were trying to push it on me. I was like, I can't possibly do that. It's not nice. <laughs> I couldn't possibly empty a cup in the slightest um, and then it was just having her that made me go oh actually cloth pads look a lot nicer there's no sticky backing there's no chemicals there's a lot less plastic in general so that's what then transitioned me over to cloth reusable sanitary products. It's, it's such a great swap isn't it as well? It is it's so much softer and actually it all smells a lot better now as well. Yeah do you see many women wanting to use um, cloth sanitary pads after giving birth? Um, so that is increasing in popularity. So we're starting to see more and more women coming through with them. Um, I think the only problem with the postnatal period is just the amount of pads that some women will use. So um, we tend to see more of a mix. So they'll bring in some pads maybe for the first couple of days but they'll have backup of disposables if they haven't got quite enough um, but it means that you've got less um, disposable products which is great you've got to think actually um, had I used reusable products postnatally with Evie I bought probably about four or five packs of disposable really big thick maternity pads mm -hmm. what I don't realize is actually the reusable options for postnatal period is much slimmer than a disposable maternity pad, which was shocking to me to find out um, further down the line. So it's something I'd certainly use in future. Um, 
but you get through so many in the early days that that's so much plastic and I think if we could even just reduce it by half so even if you just use what you already had pre having children um, and you can add up a couple more on there you know the really big thick sort of nighttime pads as well anything that women do makes a big difference I think um, but it's certainly gaining in more popularity and I think the other thing is it's just more comfortable again you're not going to be led in bed with the flaps of the sticky um, plastic turning over <laughs> on the stitches or anything else like that and because actually you can combine different um, reusable products you know you could have your pants for example you know I know so many women that have been told just to buy the cheapest pants because actually you can bin them afterwards when they leak everywhere if you've got period pants um, with the cloth sanitary pads you've got that back up there already for sort of the early days and that will also reduce the chance of leaks for women so yeah I think it's as time goes forward, I think we'll see more and more women coming through. And I think the other thing is, is reusable sanitary products are really targeted now at a lot of younger women as well. So even before they've had children, it's going to be very common, I think, for, for you know, all women of all ages to be using reusable products. Yeah, yeah, I agree, actually. They do seem to be targeted more at the younger market, which is great. And those, like, Sanchez, they give you the hostel that are like an inch thick. <laughs> They're not comfortable to sit on anyway because it's so weird to have that bulk there. They really aren't. And they're just, they're horrible plastic. You know, they really aren't comfortable at all. And if you ever feel the softness of a cloth sanitary pad and put it against your cheek, actually, you could sleep on that. You yeah. put a plastic sanitary towel against you and you go, oh, that's so uncomfortable. But it, it, it's just been ingrained in society for so long that it's, um, you know, it's something that we're just transitioning to now as a society, I think. So I think the next 10 years, I think it's going to be mainstream and the norm for women to come through for postnatal periods with all their reusable products, which is great. I hope so, yeah. How many, I know it's different for different women, but if you're planning on taking reusables into hospital, how many would you recommend taking? So if you were to have a cesarean birth, I'd probably say high-rise pants are probably one of the best options for you. Um, and with you'd probably be looking at four or five sanitary products a day if your bleeding is okay. Um, you tend to find that after an elective cesarean birth, the blood loss tends to be slightly less than a vaginal birth. After a vaginal birth, you'd probably need between eight and ten pads a day initially. Okay. Um, so you'd probably need between about 20 and 30 to be washing every other day, really, if you're planning on a vaginal birth. And for a cesarean birth, probably, I would probably still aim for ten, eight to 10, but you might not um, need them all, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Still washing every other day. So yeah, probably looking 20 to 30 tops, depending on what you're using and depending on the thickness and the size and everything else that you've got. Yeah, it's just useful for people to have a sort of a rough guide, isn't it? <laughs> It is. It's always hard to know what to get. Um, and it just depends on how long you're planning on staying in the hospital, whether you've got someone who can wash them when you get home. Um, there's lots of things to factor in when you're considering it. But even if you just do it half the time, you know, you've still got that option there. And you will probably find that you'll prefer it as well, just because it's so much more comfy. Yeah, definitely. So how much better is CSP products for your body, um, particularly in those sort of fragile days after giving birth, especially if you've had stitches, etc.? Yeah, so they're much more comfortable. They're a lot softer. You haven't got the sticky pad that's going to stick to stitches or anything else like that. Sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> it happens though. the same with I don't know if you ever find but with um uh disposable um breast pads oh my god disposable breast pads if they ever get stuck the wrong way up in your bra for moving around 
taking that sticky plastic off of your nipples is not fun. <laughs> I very quickly went over to reusable breast pads, actually. And it was probably one of the quickest things I transitioned to because I was like, I'm not having that happen again. That is, that is not fun. Yeah. Um, but in terms of sort of hygiene, you've got to think actually um, reusable pads are a lot more breathable as well. So from a breathability perspective, you've got to think they're made with much more natural products. There isn't any plastic, so there's less sweating, which actually means that, I mean, there is no evidence for it. But in theory, it should reduce the chance of infection as long as they're washed properly at 60 degrees. And as long as you're still changing them regularly and washing your hands before and after you touch your pads to reduce infection. In theory, because there's no plastic or there's very minimal, it's just, you know, a PUL layer, it's not full of plastic. It should hopefully make things easier. And the other thing is a lot of maternity products come um perfumed and one of the biggest concerns is that actually when your immune system is slightly lower because of having a baby is that perfume product might increase the chance of you having thrush as well so if you've got completely natural ingredients you know you're not using fabric softener which shouldn't be used with cloth sanitary pads anyway then in theory you should have a lower chance of thrush as well as long as they're all being washed completely you know as they should do and um with no hygiene products as well um, no hygiene issues in terms of washing hands and things Sure. Okay. Yeah. I think that's useful. What is your best advice for someone starting out um, both with cloth nappies or with cloth sanitary pads? Yeah. So um, the first thing is to join probably either the Facebook groups of either the nappy lady or the period lady. That's a good way of starting just to see that there are lots of other mums and dads who are cloth nappying or using cloth period products. And I think that in itself gives you a little bit of an insight into the world of um, cloth reusable products. And it means that that way you're not starting out alone as well, especially if you don't know anyone that's ever used cloth um, sanitary products. It's also worth looking into your local library as well. So if you're local, if you've got a local cloth nappy library, that's usually a really good way of starting into cloth nappies because you can often hire the kits for a very small fee. And that gives you an overview of lots of different things that you can try in that time. Um, and as always, I always um, advocate the um, questionnaires that we need the, the nappy lady or the period lady to fill out, because actually that will, they're both very in-depth questionnaires about looking at your price points, you know, what's your budget? What sort of materials would you like? You know, what's your periods like, you know, in terms of the period side of things? Actually, are they really heavy? Are they light? What do you already use? You know, do you use tampons? Do you use um, uh, uh, disposable pads already? What do you already use that actually could just be a reusable option, for example? The same with cloth nappies is actually, what's your budget? Do you need ease of use? Are you planning on going to nursery? What's the size of your child if they're already here? Lots of different things that help tailor um, the right sort of products because the problem with, especially with nappies, is you kind of go down this bit of a rabbit warren. <laughs> you kind of start looking and you think, oh, I really like the design of that one and I like that one and I like that one. And before you know it, you've spent a thousand pounds yeah whereas actually you don't need a thousand pounds worth of nappies you know the average person on cloth nappies will spend between two and four hundred pounds which is half the price of spending on disposables in a year usually but it's really hard to know what you're going to like and what you're not going to like and actually by doing something like the questionnaire or just having a look into it you know even looking at your um sort of your podcast and your reviews just to get an overview of um what different nappies look on the inside and what they are going to be like in ease of use and absorbency you're going to spend in the right areas that are going to be right for you instead of having to go down this big rabbit warren where you end up going oh that's pretty I'm going to put that one in my basket <laughs> which is fine 
there is nothing wrong with that if you've got the budget for it but you don't have to spend that much on cloth you really don't um and actually if you can invest in the um, cloth nappies which are completely right for you from the outset you're going to save yourself a fortune it's going to be much better for the planet and for the environment as well and actually it's not going to be so challenging in the long term because you haven't got all these different types of nappies you've just got the ones that really work for you as a family yeah I completely agree like I did the um the nappy lady questionnaire when I was pregnant and I bought 20 of what was recommended and I'm still using them and they have been absolutely spot on Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I have to say, the questionnaire I did in pregnancy was all focused on costs. So I got Terry towels, which didn't work for me, but it then led me on to pocket nappies, actually, which um, was another thing. And the pocket nappies were probably what I used for the entire first year and continued um, until I found out about all-in-ones and thought my budget can stretch a little bit more for them. <laughs> Um, I really do. I like the all in one going back to work because it was just so much easier than stuffing nappies. I just didn't have time to stuff them anymore. But while I was on maternity leave, pocket nappies were my go to and I loved them. Um, and I've still got all of them and I've sold some of them and passed some of them on to other friends as well, which is great. So and that's the other great thing about cloth nappies is actually you're not sending any of them to landfill. You get to sell them on or you get to pass them on to friends and family who yeah. maybe really do with you know um reducing the costs of having a child which is extortionate at the best of times um so that's the great thing i think with cloth nappies is actually you're giving someone else something else in the future as well so yeah yeah definitely i probably ought to do the period lady questionnaire i've kind of found my own way with period products um and started using them before the period lady kind of set up um but i'd be maybe interested to see what they'd recommend so maybe i should give that a go absolutely and I think that's probably one of the things that I'm lucky about being an ambassador is I get to try a few things but I've certainly found the things that I really like um my biggest revelation I think is period pants because oh my word you don't have to worry about that that sort of starting date of your period where you're not sure if you're going to come on that day or not you know that that sort of dilemma that we have as women and actually period pants give you that option of going oh, well, it doesn't matter if I do or don't because I've got period pants on. So it doesn't matter whether I'm at work, out shopping, you know, at home. The period pants give me that security, really, without having to wear a pad all day, without having to think about a cup or anything. Um, And the same at the end where you're not quite sure, is your period finished? Is your period not? What's it going to be like today? You know, and actually, you know, by having period pants, you're not going to ruin any underwear. Um, you can, of course, combine them with cloth sanitary um, products. You know, you can combine it with the cup or with um, pads as well. But for me, pants are probably the best thing ever. And they're really comfy. Like, they are. super comfy. <laughs> they are a, a brilliant design. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of period pants, I have to say. Yeah, me too. I actually swapped to those. That was um, what appealed to me more than um, the pads was the actual underwear um, because I like the thought that it doesn't feel like you're wearing anything. It just feels like normal underwear. Um, and then I've only really swapped to, or sort of added pads subsequently just because with um, period underwear, I need to change more often. Um, and it's in the winter and you've got like tights on or something. That's a bit of a faff. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, um, I'm a big fan of period pants. My favourite thing ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would probably agree. Well, thanks for your time today, Angie. It's been really lovely having you on the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, Grace. Have a lovely day. And you. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this. Please remember to subscribe to my channel and leave a review. And if you know someone else that would find this content really interesting, then please feel free to share it with them as well.